<laughs> I, I was super excited that it's 2023 because that means I get a new chance at making Whoa. my diary log bigger. Yeah, indeed, that's for sure. <laughs> Well, I finished off with 124. Janko, you finished yeah, off with... 400 and 463 was my total number. 677. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was just going to say... That's, that's crazy, though. I mean, <laughs> that's like two films per day, almost. <laughs> I mean, I watch a lot of movies. <laughs> I mean, granted, I am trying to do the same for this year. Uh, my, my, my goal for this year is 500 films flat out so that means i will have to watch at least minimum one film every day and then and then some but i'm already on day seven of january and i have 10 films logged already so it, i i feel it shouldn't be a that much of a challenge but i will you have beat to beat me so far this year oh have i <laughs> yeah well, how many have you watched so far eight eight oh, okay well that's not that's not bad but uh, yeah, I, I did find out that uh, I'd have to watch nine films per week uh, for it to break even. Um, so that that's a nice challenge, I think. So do you guys have any uh, fun like movie um, uh, New Year resolutions? No, no I'll just watch whatever I want. <laughs> okay, so mm -hmm. you, you haven't figured out a challenge mm -hmm. you want to like maybe well, try more genres that you're not familiar with. Well, I do Japanuary every January, oh, yeah. um, so I'm I'm doing that right now. Okay, um, that, that seems fun. Yeah, but like a year long one. I, I think the only one that's like a ongoing thing that I've been trying to do is like the birthday challenge. Oh, what, what's where that? Where you watch you watch movies from the year you were born, and you watch the amount of your current age, and if you oh, don't finish it before the next year, you have to add one on for your birthday. So just kind of. All right. Oh, that, yeah. I've never heard of that challenge before. That sounds pretty pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, it's just like a way to explore movies from the year you were born, really. Right. On the same note as uh, Maggie, I'm probably going to try to watch more Japanese films just for the heck of it. Because one of the New Year's resolutions that my wife and I made for each other is that we're both going to practice learning Japanese oh, about nice. 30 minutes yeah, a day or ambitious. 20 to 30 like minutes a day. Yeah. And I, I thought it'd be nice to put some more uh, Japanese cinema in front of my face just to familiarize myself with maybe certain phrases and get more familiar with the words that yeah, I recognize nice. and stuff like that. I respect that. Slowly try to watch them without subtitles where... <laughs> oh god no 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 maybe around the end of the year if i have done really well at keeping to that goal but so far it's been good every every day i've been learning right. just a little oh, bit that's, so yeah, that's, that's um, pretty cool that's very cool i guess for uh, my uh resolution is i'm gonna try and watch more current films and uh try and go much more often to the cinema i think and um also try and be more engaged engaged into the the whole academy and uh, the Oscars because that, that seems like a fun endeavor. But uh, I, I I just I find it intim intimidating to watching newer films f for some weird reason. But um, oh. yeah, I think I have yeah. you guys beat <laughs> on that one. I seem to even though I'm not as good as mm -hmm. other people um, in our tight knit 
group of friends. I'm definitely probably the best so. way. I'm awful at it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just kind of like throw it on the list. You know, <laughs> get to it when I get to it. Yeah, I have, I feel I have gotten better this last month. Like I. I just rushed a couple of 2022 films, <laughs> like like at the end of December, to just okay. I need to watch this, <laughs> and then then first I started with Glass Onion, and then it became like oh I'll watch uh, see how they run, and then it it ended up to ba- the Banshees of Inchurin. So uh, it it the the palette was clenched, you can you can almost say, <laughs> but um, I guess this is a perfect time for anyone to just finally start in- introducing this episode so hey everyone happy new years we are back uh i am your host janko and joining me as always are my are our are, are two co-hosts uh maggie and mac say hello guys hello hello and um yeah this is another um critically optimistic new opinions episode um and we figured since the new year is uh, upon us and we have 2022 behind us i thought uh, we could start the year off with just having an episode where we talk about uh our favorite watches from the year prior and um i thought and what would also be interesting would be to to basically talk about also mention first time watches in uh, 2022 because i don't know about you guys but for me i feel 2022 has been a good year for me movie wise yeah i don't know i don't know if i'd say it's good but i don't know i think it was better than last year actually i was kind of looking at that and i've seen more movies in 22 than i did in 21 which is kind of crazy to think about yeah um and in terms of what i watched i don't know maybe it was better but uh, i think you went hard on making it a bit better for yourself and i think I tr- you succeeded I tried, that yeah, pretty absolutely. well um like i i pushed myself harder um especially during like um horror month spooky month like doing doing two months was uh was a pressure but uh but it was an enjoyable pressure for sure absolutely and uh, also i i think i i mean this year i definitely watched more stuff with you too which was um which has been great too as well um I mean, if I logged every single time that we had another, like, the hundredth time a Pixar or Disney film's been on the TV, then maybe (laughs) I'd be at the same place as you guys. Because that's on the TV here constantly. And I mean, if I... And I don't... I made it a rule in my letterbox that I don't log rewatches. But if I did, I think I'd be very close to you guys. That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah uh, i guess we can jump straight ahead to our like our favorite watches from specifically uh, like films that were specifically made in 2022 um a couple of our favorites uh because it has been a it has been a a better year than uh, 20 and 21 i feel like because uh seeing as we had the pandemic during the uh, 2020 and 2021 uh, it feels like uh, it gotten much better for cinema um, um, especially our, there were definitely a lot of blockbusters this year I thought um, still have to see Maverick people seem to rave about that 
<clears throat> but um, did you guys see anything that you felt stood out for you? From 2022? Yeah, 2022 specifically. Um, Terrifier 2 is one. That is my choice as well. Yeah, what a... And yeah, the movie's great. <laughs> oh yeah, fantastic. <laughs> and um, I was a judge in a film festival and one of the movies I watched there I thought was really good called TV. Um, I don't think it's been like uh, released like publicly yet. Um, but I know it won a bunch of like film festival competitions and stuff. And it's a lot of fun if it's coming near you or you can rent it somewhere. I'd highly recommend checking it out. Nice. What, what was the title you said? Uh, heebie TV. So it's like the word he, and then there's the letters BGB TV. Mm. Okay, nice. Yeah. I'll have to keep my eyes open for that. That sounds very fun indeed. It's like, um, Kind of like a late 90s TV, almost like, I don't want to say it's an anthology, but it's almost like, just like skits, like you would be switching like channels on a TV and you see like weird random things. It's kind of like that, but as a film. So it's like, (laughs) I haven't watched that yet, so I don't know. Yeah, we have that scheduled for an episode. (laughs) I know, I found it. Yeah. Oh, you have? Nice. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've always joked about having that as our self-destructing ep- episode. <laughs> I was just looking at Hebe TV. Yeah. I noticed that you didn't even log it. Um, yet. I was logged it, specific but reason? I didn't rate it when I logged it because the festival was still okay. ongoing. Ah, so there's like an embargo. Ah, on it. Well, I didn't want to like. I don't know. I didn't want people being like, oh, someone rated my movie. How did they see it? Like, uh, I don't know. Like okay. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, so, but. I guess I can understand yeah. that. And I guess I just forgot but, to go back uh, and read. The poster looks really yeah, great. Yeah, I mean like. Which is a good sign for me. I like that poster. The costumes are phenomenal in that movie. Like you can tell that they put a lot of time into it. I will put it on the watch list. Is it one of those movies that have like a buttload of directors? I wonder. No. Oh, no, there's just the yeah. three. Okay. Huh. All right. Well, we've already talked about everything everywhere all at once. So I, I feel like it's pointless to talk about that again, though it is one of the better movies I saw I, this year. And I think a lot of people I agree. agree. Yeah. But I, I, I do have a... I don't know. I do, I have a bit of a controversial opinion on it now. Um, yeah, I have a feeling that now. if I rewatch it, then my opinion on it will be much lower. Uh, so just for well, why? I then? don't know. I, I feel it's mainly sold on hype and of the f- of the first uh, impression thereof. Um, I don't agree with I that. Don't either. No. <laughs> uh, I just well, because well, have you seen it? No, I have not, and I I don't think that's a good idea either, um, because it feels like one of those films that you you just watch once and that's it. No, it was it was just as good the yeah. second oh, time. Oh, oh, you have watched it two times. Okay, yeah. so have I. Yeah, I've seen it okay, two times because yeah. I I I lowered my rating actually just recently. I gave it a three and a half. It was originally four and a half. Um, 
You can't lower <laughs> rating and not rewatch it. That's I don't know. It's just a, a hunch I, I had ever. <laughs> smacked with a stick for doing that. Fair. Um, but yeah, so I don't want to pick that movie. I'd probably have to pick. Yeah, if I'm being honest with myself, myself, I'd probably have to pick the Banshee of what ba- is it again? The, the Banshee of Insurance. Yeah, yeah that, that's a prime. Yeah, I'd have to pick. That's that a one. prime choice. It was a beautiful film. I, lo- I, 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 I'm de- I definitely loved it as equally as you you did. I think it was a really good film in terms of like just the way it was made, the way it was shot, the way it was acted. Like everything about it was really perfect in my eyes. I gave it a four and a half stars, and um, yeah, it's by Martin. Uh, McDonald, McDonald, however you say his name, he's the guy who did in the, uh, Seven Psychopaths and in Bergs or however the hell you say that and the Three Billboards. Yeah, I've only seen um, uh, Seven which, Psychopaths of him. Um, yeah, I've I've seen a couple, but I haven't seen the new one that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh that just came out actually, like last month. So very new, um, but it's definitely made an impression, and I think it's trying to go for some Oscars. I mean, hmm. I, I hope it I wins. I think there's a bit of an Oscar push behind it. I hope it wins Best best Picture, actually. I don't think it will, but I think that it definitely has a chance for some other things. So here's hoping. Um, but yeah, and I've, I've enjoyed all his other movies. Like Seven Psychopaths is, is not on that level of me being like, Oh my God, it's amazing. Cause I, like, I remember I actually bought that movie on a whim. I just looked okay. at it. I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> and then I watched it. I was like, yeah, it was fun. Um, but then three billboards is when it was like, Oh, okay. This guy's getting a bit more, like more he's trying, he's really finding his footing and yeah, more tension in his film. Mm-hmm. And then it's the same with this one too, where he's, he's hitting something like, it's not even like the film was really, story driven you know what i mean it was just like it's just situational where it's almost like a situation everybody can relate with and sort of that sort of that um how how would you say like um arrogance that we all experience like i mean i know and i'm not even gonna lie i know there's a time i've cut friends out just because i thought it was the best thing for me and that's that is primarily what this movie is about is what everybody thinks is the best thing for them and um how when that's stuck in a small town it could get like a crock pot effect you know where it's just it's, it's because in a city you could cut someone out easily there's just so many people you you could cut someone out and it, you'll never have to deal with it in a small town that's that's a commitment that's more of a commitment than just being friends with the dang person so i like that that premise that he brought to the screen and it's like even though some people might not understand that and i'm not sure if that because a lot of people seem to like this film but if there's people who don't understand that uh, it's possible that they've just never had to experience that um for themselves um in which case i guess that's a good thing but in the same sense i love this film it was really great yeah i I can easily see myself in both those characters um like 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 um I've definitely been there where Colin Farrell is, and I've also been there where Brendan Gleeson is. Um, 
so yeah it's definitely a interesting concept on whole friendship and how how sometimes it just doesn't work out um and that uh, brought to the max so. yeah oh yeah for sure <laughs> there's I, I, I yeah i love that there's some type of like like sick um some disturbing nature to it <laughs> i mean that really really mm. was 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 a good choice <laughs> um but for um was there anything else you wanted to add by the way uh, to the movie, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things. I guess one last thing is I like the fact that there is a civil war happening in the film, um, just because that's it. It kind of shows like how self-involved the town is and the people in it. It's like that's just on the horizon. They acknowledge it, but it's like that's not here. You know, <laughs> it's like their their um, sights are just set wrong, and uh, yeah, it's it's quite interesting to me, but. No, for for new 2022, that's probably the film I would pick. Um, I'm sure that there might be a contender here or there, but yeah, that was definitely in my eyes the the better one of this year. Guess apart I need from to see this movie now. What I said, yeah. Talk with y'all about it. <laughs> yeah, you should. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> well, I, I'd be curious to hear what Maggie says. Three films I like to mention that I watched uh, this year that stood out to me more than others. Um, the first one is obviously uh, Terrifier Two, just just for the sake of how mean spirited it is, but also how elevated it is compared to the first one. Um, it's a lot better it's a lot better and uh, it's just a brilliant way of of reviving a whole like slasher trope and Mm i i i i i I am happy that it immediately got a greenlit for a third sequel uh so that is that is pretty awesome (laughs) me too (laughs) so i i hope i hope art the clown becomes a whole new uh, like favorite horror villain like like uh ghostface or michael because he, That'd be he awesome. that would be very awesome he definitely deserves it up there <laughs> and uh yeah i i need that film in my collection but uh there were two other films that i watched that were just so uh well the, the one film was speak no evil it was a danish film um it's about uh, a danish couple who are on a vacation in italy and there they meet a dutch couple and they become friends and after a while uh, the dutch couple invite them over to them to stay for a weekend and uh, things start to happen and it, it turns into this slow burn nightmare and it, it ends on such a depressing note uh, that it just uh, it's one of those films where it, it, it lingers in your mind a couple of days after you've seen it and you just feel very uncomfortable. And I, I, I love that film very much. Uh, recommend it to the both of you. And uh, okay. the third one I'd love to mention is um, one that I completely had no idea what I was going into, but I just figured, hey, it's on Disney Plus, I'll watch it. And that was the film Fresh uh, with... Um, uh, with uh, Sebastian Stan. Um, I thought that was on Hulu. Oh, uh, it would be. It's different for us. Uh, yeah, we get oh, that yeah. on um, okay. Disney yeah, because yeah. of Star, I believe. That's right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I I love that. It was very 
sickingly disturbing, but also poetically interesting. <laughs> and it's also one of those films that like just starts out that has like a a title sequence like twenty minutes into the film, and I, I appreciate when films do that. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it took me completely by surprise, and it, it turned into this interesting, like a like a, a Stockholm syndrome film about cannibalism and <laughs> and uh, how uh, yeah, no, it, 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 that was a, that was a very fun watch. I, um, I I thought that was that was up my limits of. Wow, this is Janko disturbing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I still need to watch that one. It, it's on the list. I yeah. promise. Yeah. I'll get to it one day. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually have I have that one on the list as well, too. I just haven't got to it. I think it's... Sometimes I don't get to films when I know it's easily, readily available to me. Because I know it's going to be on Disney. And Disney doesn't tend to remove their stuff. Um, yeah. So. I'm the same way. I agree. It's the same way, like... Uh, I remember you recommended uh, Barbarian to me, um, and that that's like a good film to go in completely blindly. And mm. I feel I feel Fresh is exactly the same way. Where don't read up anything beforehand, but just just go into it blindly, and it's uh, just a fun yeah. fun fun trip. Oh, yeah, Barbarian. Barbarian was the poster. And the name. Oh yeah, I yeah the poster is quite good, <laughs> and I, I love the title too. That is is basically the street that they're on, and they're inhabitants of that street, barbarian. <laughs> I uh, yeah, that was a contender for me to talk about, but I didn't think like in when I had to look at it honestly, I was like, well, this is nothing compared to what the other film was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's true, but um. I could talk about Barbarian for a whole good half an hour, I think, <laughs> just oh, really? because it, there's a lot to unpackage with that movie. But I, I the one thing I would, I do want to say, and I'm curious to see, because this is more like a year year end episode, is mm-hmm. I'm curious to see if there's any other comedians who are going to step up and make another horror film because it's just now it's becoming a trend. Jordan Peele it started it, right? And I really feel like some of them are just like, oh, okay, well, why why can these comedians make horror films? And then they're just going to look inside themselves and be like, well, maybe I could do it too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, freaking, we'll get the first horror film by Bobby Lee. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> <Jesus>. Or uh, like a, a horror movie with Dana Carvey. <laughs> would that be interesting? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, probably not. No. <laughs> I think that would probably be horrendous. Uh, yeah don't even say that again god damn (laughs) all right (laughs) um he's already made horror movies the ones that he stars in oh wow oh yeah that's (laughs) what was that one movie he starred in it was uh the mall he worked at like a oh masters of disguise is that what you're thinking of no, I don't think. I don't even know if I know what that movie is. <laughs> Monsters of the Skies. Uh, this is a Dana Dana Carvey film. <laughs> it's really. Uh, it's it, it's definitely a Dana Carvey film. Oh, <laughs> you know who I started thinking about is uh, I started thinking about um, Dane Cook for some reason. Does he still have a career? I don't know. Probably not. Didn't he do something? <laughs> I think we're way off topic now. 
<laughs> we are, but uh, yeah, let's let's move on to like. Uh, let's are there go. any like favorite first times that you've seen and like first time watches in 2022 that you thought were like yes fuck finally I watched this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I, and actually, mine's longer, so I want, I'm curious to hear what you guys um, say first. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah I guess I can go first then. Um, okay. Well, I I did um, I did the horror month and um, I had a lot of good choices there, and I think the one two films that stood out for me that just have become. A couple of my personal favorites have been uh, Flesh for Frankenstein um, and mm -hmm. um, Mark of the Devil, both starring Udo Kier. And um, have you guys seen Mark of the Devil? No. I don't know. I think we mm. talked about that, and I yeah. got it confused with another movie. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a good. It's a good film. It's like it's it's a Euro trash version of Witchfinder General, but uh, more like exploitative. And um, it's an interesting story on how t um, on duty and how a, 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 a witch trial judge uh, becomes romantically interested in a accused woman. And it's an interesting story and uh, it um, has a very impactful ending. And it made me appreciate Udo Kier very much. Um, same with F Flesh for Frankenstein. I mean, to really understand life, you must fuck life into the gallbladder. Um, that's a quote that will bring me, <laughs> bring me, <laughs> ring to my grave. <laughs> I guess in two other films that stood out for me were The Apartment by Billy Wilder. Mm, I'm glad um, you watched that film finally. Yeah. I love that film. Yeah. It's such a good I mean, movie. The, and it's a New Year's movie too, which is appropriate. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I remember, I, yeah, I just watched it around a couple of days before Christmas and yeah, it was a perfect, perfect time to watch that. And, um, I enjoyed it very much. Gave it five stars. Um, uh, excellent performance by Jack Lemmon and, uh, just an interesting, great opening, solid opening to a film. Um, it was just perfectly written and, uh, yeah, we'll definitely watch more of Billy Wilder. That's for sure. Mm. And, you should do, uh, some like it hot next. Cause that's a good one. It's not as good. Yeah, personally, if there's a ranking, but it is a fun movie. I like that one. Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it's good. People seem to um, recommend that a lot. And uh, I guess the last film was, um, this is another film I gave five stars called uh, The Vanishing, which is a Dutch film. It's kind of like a Euro thriller on a person getting kidnapped. A, no, I've actually seen this one. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, just... It, it's a film that just stood out with me right at the get-go, and I just figured, like, yeah, this this film is awesome. I need to put it on my top ten. Um, so I had to reevaluate re some stuff, but I'm glad I did, because that um, was a fantastic film, and... Uh, mm -hmm. Definitely recommend it to you too, Mac, if you haven't seen that. Yeah, it's worth a watch. Very much so. Add it to my bottomless watch list. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that, that's it for um, this year. I mean, many many good many good first time watches that uh, that has lessened my watch list a little bit, but it's still it's still a high number. <laughs> right. I mean, I think all of our watch lists are a little. A little overboard. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Now, there were a couple of movies that I really enjoyed that I saw. Because you know I watch more like older movies than I do new releases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, um, one of them that I was really, really excited about um, is called um, Son of Ghost Man. Right. And I know I talked to you all about it. Um, but I had been searching for this movie since like 2013. And um, I had heard from a, well, heard about it at a horror hound convention in Indiana, like back then, like maybe in 20, 2012-ish or so, like 20, around that time. Um, and I just, I could never find it, like ever. And I eventually got my hands on a copy uh, this past year, and it's one of my favorite movies of the year. Nice. Like, um, it's more or less like a hit, disguised rom-com targeted at fans of horror hosts like that's the best way i can describe it yeah that sounds really cool (laughs) and like it's definitely like a labor of love and you can tell like some of the acting might not be like the greatest because it's you know a very low budget indie film but there's a lot of heart to it and that makes up for it for me um but it's Like, you know, a guy in his 30s, he's lost his job, his girlfriend's left him, and he's obsessed with a horror host that was on television when he was, like, a kid. They get, like, drunk one night or something, and they decide that, or he decides that he's gonna, like, make his own kind of horror host persona based off of that previous character, who was called Ghostman, so he builds himself as the son of Ghostman, and then he meets a girl that he likes, but he doesn't want to tell her that he's doing the horror host stuff. Because he thinks it might, like, scare her away. It's really cute. If you can watch it and you can find it, I recommend it. Um, Especially since I tried for, what, almost ten years to find it. (laughs) So it's very rare, then. Yeah. (laughs) And it's available to both you and I, Jenko. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And then another one that I really love that I saw this year, and I'm pretty sure both of you have seen this, uh, The Cremator. Cremator? No, I don't think so. Neither. The, I believe it's the, I believe it's Czechoslovakian. Oh, um, nice. It's, I actually just bought the criterion of it. Um, um, I'm trying to think of how to say the director's name. I'm not very good with Czech names. Um, uh, I'm not you am going to try. Um, but The Cremator from 1969. Um, and it takes place in like the 1930s. Um, and he works at a crematory. And he just like, he's very obsessed with his work. And it's very intense, but it's very good. Um, so I would highly recommend it, especially if you're into, you know, Czech films. Yeah, that, um, that does sound very interesting. I don't want to like describe too much of it because I feel like it would give too much of the plot away. Okay. And this is one I feel that you need to not know, like, and see it like kind of unravel when you go into the movie. And um, let's see if there's another one that really stood out to me that I saw. The Beaver Trilogy. I really liked that too. The Beaver Trilogy. Um, what is... Is it a yeah, horror film, or? No, it's, um, 
It starts with, um, like, this one guy filming a, um, I guess, like, a, a townie that he met. And uh, it's, it's almost like a documentary, sort of, about this one guy. And he invites him to come to a talent show, like, the director to come to a talent show that he's in. And he actually dresses in drag, like Olivia Newton-John. And, like, all of this was, like, caught on tape. And this was, I, I think this was real. But then he comes back and shoots a dramatic piece, um, like a dramatic reenactment of that interaction with Sean Penn. And so it changes a little bit. And it's like their interpretation of this original documentary. And they add a little bit more to it, like a little bit more substance. And then there's like a third segment, which is the same thing, but it's, uh, Crispin Glover um, as that person and again they add more like I guess like subtext to the story um, and I thought it was just a really interesting like thing <laughs> like I thought it was done really well I thought it was creative like I highly recommend that especially if you like you know more experimental cinema um, then I think it's worth really checking out just to kind of see like, okay, this is the real thing. And then these things are just reenactments of it with maybe a little bit more story. And it's just interesting to see it unfold. All right. Well, I guess it's my turn. My see the good thing about when like you guys blow through so much stuff where it's harder to choose. But for me, a lot of the time I watch a film because it's like, I know I really want to watch it or it's been on my watch list for a long time. Or it's something that you guys have recommended. And I'm like, yeah, that seems like exactly what I want right now in my life. Um, it's hard for me to pinpoint just one thing. So I think I'm going to have to unfortunately talk about a few things. And at first I was like, oh, The Happiness of the Katakuris was a, a film that I did enjoy to an extent, but not as much as most people. And I was like, no, no, that's not the film that I liked this year that was Japanese. The Japanese film that I freaking love to death is The Legend of the Stardust Brothers, thanks to Maggie. <laughs> oh my God, I love that movie. The movie is so good. I watched that. I almost talked about that yeah. one. That yeah. was like one I was considering yeah. talking about. I'm, yeah, that was, that was very awesome. And Jacob watched it with me, which was... Well, technically, yeah. you watched half uh -huh. of it with me, and then we finished, we finished yeah. it separately. But... Yeah, that's a good film that I've actually listened to the, the album while I'm working just <laughs> to have oh, on nice. in the background because I quite enjoy like the whole thing. I enjoy the little ballad that the, the father has at the end. And that's not really a spoiler because you have to watch the whole film. So um, yeah, it's actually a good <laughs> song, even though it's like full of broken English. But it's just like, damn, so how does this work? Cause it's good. <laughs> yeah, all those songs. Yeah, are they're awesome. really good. Um, if I had to pick, and then I was thinking like, well, I was just gonna pick one Japanese film, but then I did have to talk about this one. I watched Onibaba for the first time this uh, on in 2022. Yeah, um, and I, wow. I really like Onibaba, really which film. is one of probably, if not the most influential Japanese horror film I think I've seen to date. Um, hell yeah even over like things like The Ring which people will always say like the fucking who gives a crap about The Ring because Onibaba 
is where it's at. This movie is so good. Um, just shot beautifully. Everything like, and that's the crazy thing too. It's just it's shot in like um, just like a what is it? It's it's just weeds almost. Like they're almost living in this like swampy grassland right, right? Mm-hmm. and yeah. you're thinking like how many shots can you get out of this and by god who are, um sorry I don't, I don't even know who the director is uh kento uh shindo or i think if i butchered that i'm sorry sorry i i didn't mean to but he he really knows how to make the camera work for what he wanted to do and i'm curious to watch his other films i have seen that he has a film called uh ito porn <laughs> So, I've seen. Oh that yeah, one. of course you have. I, I as soon as I clicked on it, I was like, I bet you Maggie's watched it, and of course, there's your name right there. So, yeah. How many stars did I give that? None. One? Uh, you just logged it. Oh. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah. Um, that's. that's it is quite me. weird. Uh, so that's all for Japanese cinema. Um, uh, it was a good year for ja- uh, Japanese cinema, and I think that's kind of my reason for being like i think i want to watch more japanese cinema this year and along with my uh, resolution goal so um that's good i mean there's a lot just a lot to take from i that, sure. after the yeah. episode that you guys did i watched the virgin springs uh so that's one i would mention but we've already talked oh, about that yes um yeah. i watched i did i love that did movie like it? it's great uh yeah uh, okay. Blow Up is another one I watched just because Janko and I reviewed Blow Out by um, De Palma and they are related uh, Blow, Blow Out is a direct like reimagining almost of Blow Up and it's good like when I first it's one of those films and I talked to Janko about this uh, before it's one of those films where it's like um for for me it's like there will be blood i watched it and i was like oh that was good but i didn't think much of it and then after it's it's just feeds on you like it, it you'll just be sitting there like a month later and you'll think about it you'll think about a certain scene and that's that's the sign of good film to me is that it got into you so much that it's like you just think about it or you just think about a certain aspect of it and that film has done this to me in which case i'm wondering if it's like maybe that's why people gave it such a high grade because it's maybe maybe people could see that right away maybe i don't and that's not necessarily a bad thing but if as long as i can get to that conclusion eventually and this this is the same with anyone as long as you can get there eventually i think that's a good thing um and that that film this for me it's slow like it's a such a slow burn movie and some can walk away and go like nothing really happens but um yeah, it's it's a cinematographer's film, I think. Like if you like cinema, um just in general or photography, then I think you could appreciate what this is. Um and I swear I don't have too much else. I watched Harold and Maud. Uh I had that one on my list for a long time cuz it's a Hal Ashby film and I quite like him as a director. And yeah, Harold and Maud was fantastic. Great great film. Uh 12 Harold and Maude is like one it's of my It's deserving movies. of that, yeah. I <laughs> I really like it. And it's actually one of the movies I think I'm going to try to make my wife watch because it's just one of those films where it's just like, I think anyone could really appreciate this film. Um, and 12 Angry Men, uh, which I watched for the first time. Yeah. I oh, Such a 
fantastic. Yeah, film. it's so and, uh, so good. I know Janko, you watched it for the first time this year too, right? Uh, yeah, that was yeah, it was early this year in January. I think I watched it. That uh, yeah, no, last year. Yeah. I mean, uh, um, but yeah, that's just a great yeah. film. I don't know why they tried to remake that. Uh, I've never seen the remake, but it. I watched a little bit of it. It. Uh, it, it it was directed by uh, Friedkin the the remake. Um, it's these it's decent. It's it's the same as. The oh, original. why remake just it though? It's not. More... It's not one of those films where. And I know yeah, I'm not even talking about the film. I'm just talking about this specifically. But I kind of almost just want to talk about. It. It's like there's no point in remaking something that doesn't need to be remade. You know, like it's it's different if you're right. You need yeah. to make it more modern, or you're like, oh, what would it be like? Like for instance, um, uh, what's one of my favorite films is uh, The Long Goodbye. Like that's a reimagining of what would we do if we took this character and put him in the 1970s, right? That's where you go, okay, yes, I want to see this. But remaking Twelve Angry Men, that doesn't make sense to me yeah i mean it, it takes place in like one location yeah it's that's just right. a conversation like you really don't need to yeah you're right to yeah. redo that but uh i i, f- I think the remake is more uh, like a, a tv special than a, oh okay a film uh because it, it it because it feels like a tv movie um but it has james gandolfini in it so that's um and I think the last thing I will say, and I'm not going to talk about it very long, just in case that it comes up in a double feature maybe one day, and I'll explain more why, but Eraserhead, I watched that, and I, I really liked Eraserhead. It's, I don't want to talk about it much, but yeah, if you're ever coming into fatherhood or are a father, this film just hits you in a way you're just like, this is disturbing, but I understand it too much. <laughs> and it, yeah i want to save it because i know your relationship with david lynch is even more complicated than mine janko and i almost kind of like that because you know in a sense yeah. it f- infuriates <laughs> you but it's a unique like i've never seen a director get under your skin <laughs> like this one where it's almost like you can kind of appreciate it but you get mad about the fact that you don't appreciate it um <laughs> so i really would be interested You're to so see right. what you think about a race one day. And that's why I want to keep this conversation short with that one. But yeah, that's, I think that's all I've got on the list uh, at this moment in time. Uh, everything else, like there's, there's a lot of other stuff that I've seen that's definitely worth mentioning, but those are the ones that stand out to my, like in my brain the most. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about this while you guys were saying other ones though. Should we say the biggest disappointment of 2022? Like, not a film, not a film that you saw that, oh. like, just of all year. But if you could think of a film that came out this year that was just like that 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 didn't deserve to even be made or something like that. Um, there were a lot of disappointments, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, for one. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre was absolutely oh, horseshit. Oh, yeah. We could talk yeah, about that, that in awful. length. That's such a terrible <laughs> goddamn film. <laughs> that was such a bad movie. And um, uh, also, I guess, Halloween Ends was... I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, I didn't see it yet. Either. Oh, wait, did I? No, I yeah, saw the second one. Kills, I haven't seen the, right. the final one. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, no. it's, it's probably better that you didn't see it. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand. I, I like a little bit what they were trying to do, but still it was... It was just lackluster. It was... Uh, it was such a slap in the face from what it actually started out as. And um, had it stuck to what 2018 Halloween did, it would have been good. But uh, they, they they lost it at uh, the Halloween Kills. and One, I'm just going to say say it outright uh elvis came out this year oh yeah my wife and i watched that and that oh god that movie is just so much just uh, i don't understand why it was made i don't understand why this person like i've never seen anything else this person's ever made and rightfully so everything like he's made the great gatsby and the romeo and juliet they all look like total snooze fests to me um, and I haven't watched them. So I've only ever seen Elvis. And this is not a good stepping stone for me because this has proved that I should probably just should avoid them because there's no point. It, it, the movie is terrible. It's dog shit. Um, but unexpectedly, I'm going to throw the Bob's Burgers movie on there. Okay. Uh, just because I've had this vision of like what that like when you met when you have a TV show especially like a cartoon t- uh, adult TV show or something like, you know, when the Simpsons made their movie, it felt is like, okay, you know what? I couldn't imagine what that would be like, but they, they did it. Like they, it's like, okay, yeah, this seemed like it had to be told through the eyes of like a cinema theater lens. The Bob's Burgers movie did not. It felt entirely like just an extra long episode. And it made me go, well, then was this really like, what was the push for this? Because I can't understand why this ever had to be a film. And it made me go, was it just to make money? Was it just, it it just seemed very strange. And like in my mind, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but in my mind, if I had to imagine what a Bob's Burgers movie would be like, it was, it was that someone would finally appreciate Bob, right? For his burger making abilities. And I guess it'd be something to do with like, he gets uh, an amazing job offer at like some other restaurant where they specialize in giving chefs like that revenue and uh, that spotlight to, to shine. And it kind of goes to his head after a while. And because the show is very family oriented and I was thinking about like, well, that's the best way to take the family out of it. And then what would happen after and i was kind of hoping that that's maybe what the show because that seems very natural i can't imagine i'm a genius for thinking that i thought that's naturally what you do and the movie is bob's burgers the movie right so you think well the main person of that movie is gonna have to be bob but when i when i finally did watch it um i couldn't figure out why they made the movie just about louise the daughter and that was just very strange. The and like I said, the whole movie just it doesn't like it. Sure, it's got that like more budget to it, and you could tell the animation's a bit better and stuff like that. But uh, very disappointing. I was not expecting that movie, and even though I still gave it a three stars, but that's just because I like Bob's Burgers. You know, and it's like in the end, it was just an extra long episode. But yeah, it was disappointing to say the least. <laughs> time on Critically Masochistic, we get to see what Mac thought of Star Whackers. Um, 
I absolutely hated it. I hated you for recommending it to me. <laughs> I'm not recommending it, making me watch well, it. Uh, <laughs> I hate that it exists. I think Randy Quaid is a good example of how Shakespeare doesn't make you intellectual because that man mm-hmm. is batshit crazy. And uh, <laughs> yeah, um, we should mention that I said I was going to make Janko watch the movie That's with right. me, but he did not watch the film with me. Instead, yeah. I had to watch it alone. And uh, yeah, that was just terrible. I The, the first scene of that movie, I do remember um, that making me extremely uncomfortable. That was, oh, that I haven't felt that uncomfortable with the film for a long time. That was terrible. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, it was very sexual, yeah. and uh, that's all I need to say about that. Yeah. Oh, shit. Sure. Randy Quaid's <laughs> okay. penis is, like, out through the, this whole film, so. Yeah, you, you see it all Yeah, the but time. you really see it at that first yeah, I know. Yeah, so it, it's not. Yeah, it's not fun. Um, the film doesn't make any sense. Nothing. It's just a big conspiracy. But if a baby told you about the conspiracy, it doesn't make sense. Uh, he tries mm-hmm. to do it in Shakespeare, but uh, for some reason, in Randy Quaid's mind, Shakespeare just means repeating the same thing twice, and <laughs> it just doesn't work. Uh, nothing about it works, and it goes for what uh, an hour and a bit. Um, it literally makes you mm-hmm. contemplate why you've ever started liking movies in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Uh, oh, and I'm giving heavy. it, li- I, I'm the, for the first time in my life, I'm going to actually not give it half a star. Like it's, I d- burn it, burn it to the freaking ground. Okay. Forget that it exists. You're not even going to rate it? No. Like, like log it? It doesn't, doesn't deserve a rating. No. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll say no, on Letterbox, I will put it as half a star, just so people know. But yeah. no, it, oh, yeah. if I had the choice, I would take every copy and burn it. I'm sorry, Randy Quaid. I'm, I'm not sorry. You made a shit movie. It's <laughs> terrible. I'm scared to watch it now. <laughs> but uh, but yes, you you did use the card last time uh, for me to watch this, so I I get the penalty since I didn't get to watch it. So I guess uh, you still get to keep the card. I get a. Uh, one choice less and i still need to watch <laughs> star whackers <laughs> so. yeah that's i think that's, that's fair. fair yeah <laughs> i think so too <laughs> okay so you only have three choices all right yeah um, well so. uh i'll pick door number two <laughs> okay um i think mac will probably laugh at you for this <laughs> one um Music directed by Sia. Oh, uh, Sia, as in the as in the the, the pop star. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's yeah. not good. No, no. <laughs> uh, that's fun. <laughs> I don't even know what the heck this is. Oh wow! Look at that not rating. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And it's on Tubi and Prime, so y'all should be able to... Yeah, all right. <laughs> I like this person's review. It just says, maybe you're just a bad director. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm curious. I'm actually really glad I don't have yeah. to watch it, so... Yeah. Now he has to watch music and yeah. Star Wars. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Please watch it back-to-back. I'm curious about that experience. Oh yeah, yeah, double feature. <laughs> You'll get messages from from Janko in the middle of the night like I hate her so much 
so so much. <laughs> oh, be- <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> right. um, well, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point as any to to uh, end it off here. Um, this episode went for a bit longer than we actually intended, but um, I think it's a. I think it was a bit of a good episode. Um, for uh, if you have any questions for us, you can relay them to our Twitter, which is critically opti two, or you can relay them to our Gmail account, which is Gmail address, which is critically optimistic, critically optimistic podcast at gmail dot com, and for our episodes, you can find them on anywhere where. We, you can host podcasts from every ranging from Spotify to iTunes to Amazon Music. We are on Amazon, right? Yeah, we're on Amazon. And uh, yeah, well, we do have a very interesting schedule going forward. Uh, lots of interesting episodes coming up, so definitely stay tuned for that. And um, it's glad that 2023 has finally been kicked off and a new year, new season, a new episodes coming out and new microphone as well yay yeah we'll <laughs> um, talk about that in the next episode i think because uh we'll talk yeah, about the other thing too for but sure. yeah i'm just i Indeed. maybe don't expect <laughs> janko to be uh, around much longer just for the simple fact that he's gonna watch star whackers and music yeah see him in the paper <laughs> Some tragic event, but maybe not on a podcast. <laughs> Django dead in a ditch. <laughs> but anyway.